0: Welcome to Direct to Audio Movie Discussions Podcast. My name is Spencer, and it's my birthday! Quoting my favorite Thor Ragnarok quote, It is my birthday week, which means we celebrate my birthday. And what
1: better way to celebrate my birthday
0: than, one, having one of my best friends on the podcast, Mike.
1: Welcome back. Thank you. Thank you for having me for this occasion. Cheers. We both have beers here. And importantly, these are both taller beers. Because we'll
0: be playing a casual drinking game while we actually do the podcast today. Because we are covering one of my guilty pleasure movies. It's just pleasure movies. I love watching this film. Um, There's
1: nothing wrong with this movie. No. It's just a fun movie to watch.
0: Yeah. We are covering Dread. Not Judge Dread with Sylvester Stallone. Oh,
1: fuck that movie.
0: No. <laughs> we are covering the 2012 science fiction action film is listed on wikipedia this question came up last year when we actually around this exact same time did our episode about the superhero bracket mm-hmm. would you call this a superhero
1: movie i feel like it's comic movie yeah i mean but we had other anti-heroes in that bracket as well
0: but he's and not I a super
1: he's just a he has no powers yeah but neither does batman yeah so it's it again. I, I feel like he's superhero adjacent. Where yes. He is like he teeters. I mean, he's who, kind of
0: anti-hero in a way too. He is not. He is not antihero. He is the law. He is the law. He is the law. The law. You had to say it too. Uh, yes, he is the law. Dread. We're going to be fucking rambling over the place. It's about the character Judge Dread, who is originally from a comic book uh, or comic strip produced by. 2000 AD it's and
1: a weekly comic strip in the UK. Yep. Not very well known in the US.
0: No. Um I actually have the Judge Dredd Complete Case Files book right here, um which is a compilation of all the miniature comic strips. Basically for those who don't know, um one, you should watch this movie because it is fucking amazing. It is batshit crazy. You don't need to know anything about the character. No. It is literally just like mindless 80s action movie with 2000s effects.
1: Yep. Um, it's not apologetic about it either no uh it is literally where You get that in the, the modern movies that are trying to recreate that 80s action yeah like the expendables you get that a lot with them where they kind of poke fun at the 80s action nope this movie unapologetic about no all of it
0: it's doing quippy one-liners ridiculous over-the-top action sequences and great acting yes for the plot for those of you who aren't aware it is about a law enforcement officer named judge dread who is in a post apocalyptic world in this dystopian future uh, mm-hmm. where cities have now been like combined in these giant grids called mega cities? And there are these large towers of living space with over 200 floors. Mega blocks. Mega blocks inside the mega city. Not the light of the
1: mega city is a, you know, a, wasteland, a irradi- nuclear wasteland. Irradiated yeah. wasteland. Yeah.
0: And these judges um, are here to
1: keep order. And Judge Dredd is the most law-abiding of them all. I think you're missing... The judges are also judge, jury, and executioner. Executioner. Yeah. They have complete control. There's no courts or anything. This is basically if the police officer that pulls you over is also your judge. See, okay, so what the comic does that this movie
0: doesn't really do is it is meant to kind of satirize fascism yeah exactly and and one of the comics actually does discuss that judge Dredd, is he a fascist mm-hmm. and it kind of starts to go down that line
1: it's in the movie subtly it is bit. subtly in the movie but it went over a lot of people's heads because they really just played the action movie yeah a lot more than that which is completely understandable but it's it's there so there is some social commentary in the actual comic
0: uh it's very interesting if you haven't heard of it, I feel like you're probably in the majority. I feel like
1: this movie kind of is a
0: cult movie.
1: came out in the period where every movie that came out had to come out in 3D or it couldn't compete in the movie theaters.
0: And as I said to you, and we'll get into this a little bit later, I think that's this movie's biggest. There's two big flaws. That's one of the bigger flaws because even I own the Blu-ray and it doesn't look great. I think the
1: transition from 3D film to Blu-ray cut isn't as sharp as it could be i got the 4k remaster uh and i had the original blu-ray as well the 4k remaster really ups the clarity okay. in the scenes so okay. you don't have that graininess. It's, it's
0: grainy as you shit. don't
1: you don't have the graininess in the 4k cut
0: okay so at least they've tightened up a little bit but the biggest issue this movie had and like we just talked about is it has some of the worst marketing we have ever seen in film history oh yeah and literally star of the film carl urban who you guys might know from, I mean, his, his biggest role now is he's in the boys. Well, he
1: started off from Xena and Hercules. Yep. Uh, then we saw him in. There were a few other things. He's in Thor course. Ragnarok, clearly. Thor Ragnarok, Star Trek, he's Bones. Yep. A great actor, and he's really finding his niche now, which I really enjoy.
0: This is his best role. I'm going to say it right now. He crushes it as Dread.
1: Oh, absolutely. He, he can only act with half of his face in this movie. Yes. Is and it... I love that. So much it was originally written in the movie. Uh, I don't know if people know this, but in the comic strip, Dread never takes his helmet off.
0: Similar to like the Mandalorian or Boba Fett in like Star Wars, so the helmet is a sign and a symbol of justice. It's his identity. Yes, and so in the original with Sylvester Stallone, that we'll we'll briefly mention in a couple minutes.
1: Fifteen minutes, he wore his helmet, and then he took it off. He actually took his entire costume off, his entire outfit, and wore a tight t-shirt the rest of the movie yeah and this whole movie is
0: really true to the comic where he never takes his helmet off and he even makes a point that the other judge is not wearing it yep and you're right he has to act with half his face and his the lower half is so good yeah but he and his chin and his chin is amazing <laughs> carlerman has a great chin but he actually complained that the movie had some of the worst markings he's ever been a part of because Again, as we've kind of already touched up on this, and we're going to bounce all over the place because, one, we're just feeling it. But, two, we also both fucking love this movie. This movie,
1: I've I've been asking you for a year and a half to let's do this movie.
0: I want to give a quick
1: shout out to my stepbrother, Andrew,
0: who, when we would get together, we would always put on Dread. Like, Christmas, we're staying the night, we're watching Dread. If we're over there for some random day, Dread. I'm seeing him, we're watching Dread. We tried to do a drinking game once where we took a sip every time dread kills someone for those of you who don't know dread kills like 90 something people in this movie spoiler so we we first were like you know what we'll count and we'll casually play along and thank god we did because we would have been shit-faced by the time we got to halfway through this film but we watched this movie a lot and we love this movie and i only found out about it through him and other people i never saw this in the theater we didn't see this in the theater i like, didn't see this this would have been it. i a didn't, crime know, I didn't know it
1: existed until it came on netflix like two exactly. years exactly
0: or... and that's why this is some of the worst marketing that we watched the trailer before we actually recorded this it doesn't describe anything about this movie,
1: but yet it gives the it gives entire away the plot. entire movie away. It gives the entire plot, but it doesn't give you any want or need to see this film. It gives you nothing about it has dread some himself. weird music to to the trailer. It's
0: like weird poppy music. It you can tell the person who cut the trailer was new and was just following trends at the time, and I feel like they were trying to sell the movie, but they didn't know how to sell the
1: movie. And it doesn't matter if the trailer was garbage, which it was. If they never had the trailer out to where the public could even see it. They didn't market it. They didn't have any budget to even show it. There were no posters. There were no trailers on TV or in the movie theaters. Again, the issue of this is not a common character besides the Stallone movie in the 90s. Which was
0: not well received. No. So you have to, and again, 20 years have passed almost. So you have to be able to market this to a new audience who doesn't know this character. And to just kind of really rely on just like this is an action movie and not try to talk about the character. It did not do the movie justice, pun intended. Um <laughs> and again, Carl Urban literally criticizes being like, hey, the audience has zero awareness of who the character is. Nobody knew where the movie was being released, when it was being released, and who the character was. And he said, Dread represents a failure in marketing, not filmmaking.
1: and a lot of the people, even critics who went to see this originally, were very confused on Dread 3D. Oh, this is a sequel to the original Judge Dread. Potentially a prequel. There were a lot of reviews done early on that were then amended, but they there was a lot of confusion surrounding what was this movie.
0: And I think again because you have movies like Jaws 3D, you have uh, Friday Thirteenth Part 3D. Like three was always used in that light when three d was put in the title. So being called Dread 3D, as you can tell. It just feels really weird. As I said, stars Carl Urban. Also stars Olivia Thirlby as uh, Anderson. She's one of the judges. Uh, Mm -hmm. Then you have uh, the bad guy,
1: Mama. Lena Headey.
0: Yeah, which is great. She is such a badass. Lena Headey is amazing. Uh, Love her. If you you recognize that name, uh, Game of Thrones. Really a great role here, too. Um, Wood Harris is Kay. He is one of her right-hand men. The other one uh, is uh, Warwick Greer. And then randomly, and I literally just found this out when researching this movie. I've seen this movie, like I said, dozens of times. Mm-hmm. There's this, he's not even named. He's just like the tech expert. Oh. I i, I jokingly was like, in my notes I put, yep. this Paul Dano looking motherfucker. It's Don Hall Gleason. Oh yeah. From Star Wars he's also from harry potter he's just in his like this random ass role he literally does not have a name
1: i think a lot of people gave that actually they gave his role in this a lot of flack i don't agree with that I, I think, think he played the amazing. role yeah. really well. We'll talk about We it. can definitely talk about that. I, I think his character personification here was amazing.
0: Yeah, I love his character in this. You feel that sorry was a, for I him. I think that
1: was one of his earliest roles, actually. Well,
0: yeah, that's what I'm saying. Because, like I said, I he doesn't have a fucking name. And I literally was like, oh, yeah, it's just random ass dude. I'm looking at it right now. He was in Harry Potter and True Grit before this. Oh,
1: he was in both of those before this. I didn't realize that's that. That's what I'm saying. That's ridiculous. But... This movie is an hour and a half. It
0: is a breezy watch because they stuff this thing full of action. Mm -hmm. Uh, There are some parts that are obviously padded because they got to make it full length. That usually happens with action movies. But the action is pretty much nonstop from beginning to end. Yeah, it goes really well. If we're looking at the average that I look at, 76%. Okay. It's pretty neutral across the board. I mean, it's not anything low. Um, Fans and
1: critics are about in the mid-70s. It's not terrible. I have not talked to anybody, at least, you know, in my peer group, that dislikes this movie. It's fun, it's action-packed, and
0: if you don't take it seriously, you'll have a good time.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Alex Garland. Oh, God. Who literally, he wrote this movie, produced it, and there were calls from many people, including Carl Urban, who wanted Garland to get a directing credit because... Original director Pete Travis um, was fired from production and literally banned from the editing room. Yep. Supposedly there was a big argument fight based on his direction choices.
1: Garland was given um, the authority to direct reshoots before Travis was rehired and they made the final cut together. Yeah, so it's – which I'm
0: surprised it comes out of a coherent movie.
1: Yep. Uh, We could talk about what he wrote before this. Yeah. Um, 28 Days Later. hmm Yep. Yeah,
0: he's he's a really accomplished filmmaker and, and writer, writer. And it's funny to see that he really put a lot of heart and soul to this. Like, he was trying to write this for a long time. It was a passion project. Started in 2006. Yeah. yeah. And he really wanted to dive into the lore of Judge Dredd, but there was no budget. And then also stripped back because he's like, hey, no one knows this character. Mm-hmm. And really wanted to build that up and kind of do yeah. almost like an origin story in a sense. Which it feels like in, a, in kind of a weird... It kind of feels like Spider-Man Homecoming where it's like, we're not going to tell you that at the beginnings of it. But he's kind of already figured out and we're
1: figuring it out with him as we go yeah. along. He had three other like uh, plots originally written mm-hmm. for the scripts. And he put those on the back burner because there was no budget to do something that big. Yeah. But also... They were going to work better as sequels, which obviously never happened.
0: It got tied up. Uh, The budget was not great. It barely made million. Yeah, and it barely made it back in the box office. So it
1: made thirty nine at the box office. It
0: has definitely, as we kind of mentioned earlier, gained a second life after the box office. uh, So it has become a cult movie. Um, There were talks to
1: be a TV show, but that's kind of been in development hell. It had Yeah, 2018, then they said 2019, and then the pandemic started. Who knows when it's going to happen? I don't even know. Carl Urban says he wants to be involved. Yeah, because he loves the
0: character. Yep. And he loved filming the movie. It's just, again, a lot of shit gets in the way. Yep. It was filmed in 3D, and that's probably my biggest complaint, is that we talked about this beforehand. It just makes the stuff on screen, how things are focused in the foreground and the background, just look a little off. And that's gonna happen when you film it in three D. They didn't do the thing where like they go, Ooh, here's my hand sticking in the camera.
1: It just changed like the... the bullet flying at yeah. you. They do a great job yeah. of
0: not doing they that. They didn't
1: they didn't use the cheap three D tricks and honestly one of the only things that Pete Travis did right, I remember reading about this, was he was told to use those cheap three D tricks, but he didn't want to use it for that. He only wanted to use it to add depth to the scenes. But I think the depth on screen, just sometimes, again, when you're not
0: watching in 3D, you can tell it just looks a little strange. And the critics their biggest complaints were that the violence is insane, which, fair. Uh, And they said that there's not not that satirical element that really is necessary for the Judge Dredd comic. But it's okay, it was meant to be a serious action movie. We're going to get into this right now, and we're going to be playing a quick drinking game as we do this. The game itself will just be, every time Dredd himself says one of his cheesy action lines... Uh, oh god help us yeah we'll be taking a sip because he has many of them but this movie starts off with a wide shot of mega city one with a voiceover from the law himself judge Dredd. Uh america as we said is a radiated wasteland scorched earth and the mega city stretches from boston to washington dc we see a bunch of futurist equipment a montage of people revolting against the law also, with him suiting up like it's Batman and Robin, 1997. Yep. No no, dread nipples, though.
1: The aerial shots, I don't know if you knew this, they were filmed in Johannesburg, uh, South Africa. Yeah. Because of the grid like structure, mm-hmm. and they did a lot of compositing over that. The only thing they really composited in were some really big highways and the mega blocks. Yeah.
0: We see the Hall of Justice with a great close up shot of his gun doing a DNA check, his gun uh, lawgiver. Foreshadowing. Yeah. But what I think is really cool is after we see this 3D title card just fucking blow up in our face, Jordan is off on his motorcycle. <laughs> so cool. Yeah. The motorcycle doesn't look great. It just looks very boxy. It was real. But I was going to say, it's real. They, the gun and the, the, the bike were, practical. were real. Yeah. And I love that they built an actual bike, an actual gun that works. They built six of those bikes. Yeah. And another fun fact Carl Urban drove the thing.
1: Uh, and he is fucking lying on this thing. Oh, he wore the actual judge helmet well he was on that. It's probably a legit helmet too, which he did with. It wasn't uh the she, the visibility through the the visor yeah, was not, not good. Yeah.
0: And he's trying to get to like a speeding box van, which they say uh is on the run and they're uh using narcotics, and then we see probably my favorite shots of this movie anything when the people are doing the drug slow-mo.
1: And it's just like an asthma inhaler.
0: Yeah, it's just a little inhaler with like oh, this brown so, viscous goo.
1: It's so beautiful, but I love how you go from this really intense speeding action of dread there. Oh, the score is amazing. Yeah. And then you're inside the van in this beautiful, euphoric, slow motion scene of a guy taking a puff out of this inhaler.
0: Yeah, it's like shiny, glossy shots that are all in slow motion. Film with a Phantom Flex high speed camera. Over three thousand frames a second, they change the saturation in the colors and spark added sparkle highlights created by John Thum, or Thum, yeah, uh, and then Garland obviously had his fingers in it because he pretty much has his fingers in everything, yeah. Um, but it creates this really cool, like you said, almost euphoric feeling for these people who are on drugs. And we find out later
1: that the drug is called slow mo, um, and that's the whole plot of this movie. It makes but- uh, everything go at one one hundredth the speed. Yep, one. Then it should. Yep. But so, the driver, who is hopefully not a slow-mo, because that'd
0: be just horrible to drive that <laughs> way. it
1: would um, be so boring.
0: Yeah. That would be the most
1: boring thing ever.
0: Yeah, so he's like, we got a <laughs> judge on our tail, we, and uh, g- we gotta kill him quick. Or we're dead fucking meat. We get a car chase, Dredd is like, I don't need backup. The driver then just hits a pedestrian and kills him. Yep. With the car, and then Dredd's like,
1: homicide. He's out an innocent. Yeah, taking he's him taking down. Him out.
0: Uh, he then just casually—he was in a regular car chase. Now he's no fucks given. Shoot out their tires,
1: they flip yep. and crash hard. They could have gone into the crowd on the sidewalk. Dredd didn't care about that. No, he was just taking them out. No, these are small time perps, and he's like, "Yep, they wiped out one person. Well, their sentence is automatically death now." It, yeah, that's that's again talking about the movie is like, and about this character
0: with being judge or an executioner. Originally, it was just. So instead of prison they're called ISO cubes. Yep. And so it was just, okay, drugs and evading the police, that's gonna be a set sentence. But as soon as any of these people commits homicide, dead. Immediately sentences death. And that's a consistent throughout this movie.
1: Or um, life in an iso cube if you give yourself up. Yep.
0: He gets off his bike and he tells the bike to activate crowd control and the bike is like, Back up. If you interfere with the crime scene, you'll get five years in iso cubes. Yep. There's a really cool shot of him walking up and it's just literally like his legs down. Um, and oh we yeah s- they
1: follow the holster
0: yep they follow his holster right to the van and we see there's like what four of the bodies are dead and there's yeah. one missing and then we hear gunshots and uh yeah we see he's sprinting through this mall uh and this the whole city just it really does a great job of setting this tone of dystopian it looks so grimy
1: grimy,
0: dirty and, yeah. and dingy and the, the, the they mute the colors on screen which i think is really cool and it's, everything's like a greenish yellow um, which just kind of makes you feel like you're just, like, watching something that's kind of gross. So he's walking through this broken-down mall, and Dredd is just fucking stalking him. Like right there's a
1: food court. Yep. yep.
0: And this bald-tattooed perp, the guy who was on slow-mo...
1: He killed a bunch of people walking into the mall. Oh, a you ton heard, of them You heard dead. the machine gun going as he ran in. And you see the bodies are laying about. Yep. So he at least kills four or five. Dredd gets there and goes, let's talk.
0: And then offers... His offer is... Life inside of an iso cube without parole if you release the hostage. And I love this dude's reaction. He's like, that's your bargain? Like, you got
1: no fucking leverage.
0: Yeah. And then Dredd says, well, if you don't take the sentence, you're going to die.
1: Negotiations and over.
0: That's a that's a sip. Negotiations over. And it's like, to, it's like Tom Cruise from Tropic Thunder. He's like, we don't negotiate with terrorists.
1: Oh, or is that what you want, hot shot?
0: Well, yeah. So that's the guy's like, you yeah. hear what I said? Did you hear what I said? And then Dredd says, yeah, I heard you, hot shot.
1: And then the guy... This bald dude's like, what'd you say? And then, what does Dredd say? I said, hot shot. And then his gun puts hot shot, which is an original, one of the six shots his gun can produce. Yeah. A fireball that he shoots into the guy's mouth, which just burns his skull out. Turns him into a
0: jack-o'-lantern. So yes, Giver is the gun that Dredd uses. And this gun is a futuristic weapon where you have to have a DNA check to use it. And then, there is...
1: Six be- different The shots. ammunition can become six different types. So there's regular, rapid fire, incendiary. Uh, incendiary, hot Hi- shot, high X. High X, And the then one. there was the other one that they didn't use in the movie, uh, ricochet. Which would be useful. Which would have been really cool here because that was actually its original purpose was to shoot behind somebody or around them when they had somebody as a human shield. Okay. And have it bounce back and get them. I
0: think this is even better because he says oh, I love shot. the hot shot shoots the dude in the mouth um, and then there's some weird choices here where like the one thing I don't like that Paul Travis does I there's a couple things I don't like there are so many shots when there's just shit in front of the camera. Mm, like no. Dredd is walking, and there's like a fucking scaffolding. It's like, just put the shot next to Dredd. I don't need to see the shit in front. He does it so much in this movie. In this part there's a lot of cuts and there's a lot of stuff in front of the frame and he's just walking around the body. Yep. We Can then you- see a dude literally is on this floor cleaner just sweeping up bodies. Well, well,
1: let's talk about what Dredd said before that. He's talking about how he has um however however many bodies for recycle. Yeah. Um, which really brings this whole thing together you know you put two and two together there's an irradiated wasteland outside you know a concrete jungle inside do you see any farmers no there's a lot of dead bodies yeah recycle yeah what are these bodies becoming i'm gonna guess they're becoming food yep you have that happening there and oh this is just such a normal thing that happens every day this mall food court is going to be open in 30 minutes yep. after a mass shooting event. And that's
0: literally where you see this little street sweeper guy just coming around. He's smearing blood on the floor and picking up bodies. He's got a trailer behind the little sweeper that he puts yeah. the
1: bodies in.
0: Yeah, and we find out later how much crime happens. But uh, we cut to Anderson, a judge in training. She's looking at her family photo. And then we get an exposition, dog. Uh We see the, I don't even know what you call chief this woman. Yeah, chief. She's talking to Dredge. She's like, this girl's an orphan. Just like all orphans, they get tested at age nine. She failed the
1: test. And then Dredd's like, why is she here if she failed the test? Well at this point, Dredd only sees everything in black and white. Yes, that's definitely his character development is uh It's there. There's um, a little very, a very little small amount.
0: character development. Um, but then if you call it that. Yeah, and then the chief is like, hey, why don't you tell me how people are in this room back here? And then uh, Anderson's like, there are two. One of them is Dread, and he's angry at Controlled, And something underneath all that. And Dread's like, fine, but I'm going to be her final judge. <laughs> and uh, he'll tell her if he can pass and fail a one-day test. So basically, this girl's a psychic, and she's going to be uh, on the beat with Dredd. So he runs through all the ways that she can fail her test. Disobey a direct order? Automatic fail. Missentencing people? Automatic fail. Lose your primary weapon. Automatic, automatic fail. fail. One in five judges die in their first day. And then also, you may need to execute people today. Cut to a paint shot over the city, we go over the top of one of the complexes, and we go inside peach trees. And what do we see in peach trees
1: right off the bat? We see our little baddie mama. She is having a fun slow-mo bath. Oh, and I have something for this, because you look at Mama in this slow motion, it is magnificent. You know, sure, you know, you're gonna end up finding Mama's evil and depraved, but it's not without cause. That opening sequence of her in the bath, you know, it gives you a perspective of someone trying to escape this wretched city of this fascist environment. You know, her facial scars allude to a really traumatizing backstory where she was broken. And yeah. she had to break to survive. Well, don't sell drugs and don't kill innocent what? people. So she's in this
0: bathtub, she's fling around the tub, and the slow mo here is excellent, the camera work is great. She pulls her hand out of the water and we see like the water slowly pull up and shine and fling out of the tub. It's like a painting. One of her right hand men, Caleb, she has two, Caleb and Kay, is like, Hey, we got trouble. And then we cut to a couple dudes who are just tied up shirtless and they're basically I guess they're just impeding on her territory.
1: Uh, yeah, they were selling drugs in the building, apparently, yeah. or something.
0: Yeah, and so got and she's like, gotta make an
1: example of him. And uh, how else do you make an
0: example of two guys who are selling drugs in your territory?
1: Oh, you know, I'm just gonna skin them, flay them, and give them slow-mo and drop them off a balcony 200 stories. Well,
0: giving them slow-mo was Kay's idea. I love her reaction. She goes, sure, sure. We then get a really interesting first-person shot where we're in the body of the dude who's been skinned, yep. We hear, like, panicking and panting, and then he walks over the edge, we see him get a hit of slow-mo, and then the camera just switches to that slow-motion camera view that we saw earlier.
1: Everything gets really shiny and glowy as he falls
0: down. Well, the camera then just peers over the edge, and then just starts to drop. And I think yep. it's so cool that we literally are in his view, and we're like, okay, now we're over. We cut to this woman who's pushing around the uh, really fake-looking baby stroller, mm-hmm. just, and then... Splat goes one body, splat goes a second body, and then she looks up and just in the nick of time so runs out of the way runs out of the way for splat for third body.
1: Those were practical uh splats, by the way.
0: Oh yeah. So one thing that we does really well is they do practical <laughs> effects. Uh all they the blood. Gross. Yeah, oh, and we see them in a bit. Yeah. So we see the splats <clears> and the little gross, and then we get a really great shot and we zoom out and we see the body splat on the floor, and then they transition into being little blips on a radar, like a police scanner, of like, hey, there's homicides. And then it zooms out even more. And there's a controller. And then there's just a bajillion blinking red yeah. lights. It's like a fucking Christmas tree. Yeah. And then Dredd tells us that 12 serious crimes happen every minute, 17,000 a day, and they can respond
1: to? Six
0: percent. Six fucking percent. He's like, Rook, where do you want to start? She says, well, triple homicide. Let's go to peach Trees. Yeah, she really made the right decision. Psychic my <laughs> ass. Um, so we randomly see there's just, the kids just skateboarding on the fucking roof outside. Oh, they
1: have like these little balconies off yeah. the side of the building. It's this just is called, important later. It is. It's literally just fucking skateboard ex machina. But they end up backing off and you see all of the mega blocks in there. And I don't know if you realize this. There's something in that scene for scale. What is it? The Empire State Building is in scale. Oh, so I guess With New those York. mega blocks, okay. they put that there for the scale of these megablocks.
0: Wait, the Empire State Building's there? Yep. Then this is wrong.
1: Because it stretches from Boston to Washington, DC. Boston is south of New York. That is true. It seems like I think in the original comics it did go up to New York. Yep. Well, I don't think they set it right in the dialogue. Boom movie, of the movie. sucks
0: zero stars. Even more exposition. As Judge Dredd quizzes the rookie, Peachtree houses
1: 75,000 citizens, has the highest crime rate, and the highest unemployment rate. 96% unemployment, 50% of the block is a slum.
0: Awesome. We see one very uh, unemployed, a homeless dude just being a vagrant, and Dredd is like, hey, don't be here when we come back. Do you remember
1: what his sign said? It says, we'll, is like, we'll debase self for, like, food. We'll debase myself for credits. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> uh and the guy's like Thank okay. you, thank you, Judge. Yeah, I will, I'll move. Thank
0: you. He has a Kermit the a Frog.
1: Thank you. Thank you very much, Dred.
0: <laughs> um this is a movie that I want all Muppets besides Judge dread That's I've decided right now.
1: Oh, okay. I want every other
0: character to be a Muppet besides Wait, Judge dread
1: What what would Mama be? Oh, Miss Piggy. Hundred percent.
0: Hundred percent. Yeah. Uh okay. <laughs> Anywho. Anderson says she wants to make a difference and save people in blocks like Peachtree. She grew up in a block like Peachtree. And dread's like, admirable.
1: I love that. That's a one-liner. Yeah, that's, a, yeah. that's a
0: one-liner. Um, Dredd removes one of the tarps from the spider bodies. Oh, I and mean, I love that yeah. in the background Here, you hear someone go, did you get a picture of that? I Which never is, noticed that. Yeah, it's so funny. Huh. He's just like, "Yeah, I get a like picture? We then meet one of the medics from Peachtree's. He's like, hey, here's exposition that we need to know. And then we literally zoom in as Dredd looks at this fucking dude's oh,
1: splattered God. brains. You <laughs> literally see brains, dude. Uh, I think the medic right before this said, uh, if I can identify this guy, yeah, we're gonna his blood, blood. If sample. I can find out what blood is his, yeah,
0: and we literally, he opens up and it's fucking oh just
1: mashed. God. The head me. is flat.
0: Yeah, but to be fair, you can still see his face. You can probably identify a little bit, but Maybe. it's like, yeah, fuck. Then dread. First thing he does, checks out this dude's lips. He does a cold burn. And this is where we get dump about slow mo. Cold burn is from that slow mo inhaler. It just hit the grid. One percent has normal speed, and then we get a really cool shot from the top of peach trees. All the way to the ground. Uh, why are these people dead? Simple. Don't fuck with the Mama Clan. More exposition as we hear that she used to work in the pleasure district. What we are told is that she bit her pimp's dick off oh, after he sliced yep. her face. Then we see the aftermath of yep. her smiling and bleeding yep. with her cut Blood face all over her, all over her mouth.
1: Yep. Um, and then we get a montage of her basically taking over in the gang. Peach Trees was with three other gangs. How they got to the top first and worked their way down, who knows? That's Lucky Displacement. I do
0: like that they have a graphic that like shows like <laughs> shows 15%,
1: takeover. 20%, 25%, 30% yep. takeover.
0: Cut to this random drug hideout. Kay, her other right-hand man, is there. He's the dude who suggested that Mama skin them. But while they're doing their slow-mo, time slows down. It's really um, cool looking. Yeah, the shots are really interesting. Um, and we see that Dredd and Anderson are there. Dred's like, hey, where's your helmet? She says, Hey, I can't wear a helmet because it interferes with my abilities. And then a great one-liner, he says, I think a bullet would interfere more. Yep. Yep. I love that line. Mm-hmm. He sets a charge in the door and the impact of this charge immediately kills a dude.
1: Oh, God. It is so cool, You too. watch his,
0: like, uh, what's... Okay, the way they did the shot, they had compression air. They did an
1: air cannon yeah. with these Phantom high-speed cameras that they developed with Phantom for this movie.
0: Uh, so we literally watched the judges rip through this door, and everything's in slow motion. So we're watching bullets fly in slow motion, go through people's faces and stomachs and mouths and... It looks over the top in the best way. We watch a close-up of a bullet coming out of the gun. I love the fire as the bullet yep. leaves. Anderson then reads off the sentence, calls in a meat wagon for the body. We find how Anderson's psychic abilities work because she grabs Kay and finds out that he's the guy who murdered and skinned everybody. Yep. Uh, says she's 99% sure. And dread's like, well, you can't execute at 99%. And I love his attempt to be like comedic where he's like, You'd save me a lot of paperwork if you confessed. We could then just kill you.
1: Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's an expectation subversion. Usually when you have these breaking down the door action sequences, they're boom, 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 really fast. Yep. And you go into this really awesome slow motion sequence. You don't expect that. So it's it's quite a different feel than you get yeah. uh, in a lot of other movies
0: we then cut to knock off paul dano aka dom hall gleason uh we saw earlier his eyes getting ripped out by mama and now he has like cybernetic eyes yeah which you would think would be used for something but he's watching computer monitors so what
1: the fuck does it actually maybe do? it lets him watch you always see like security guards with like 40 monitors in front them of them all. you can't watch all of them. maybe these cybernetic eyes allow him to watch all that's of why them. you need nfl game day style but again, you can right? see you can see how invested he is he in this knows. scene, because he's just making these little copper origami animals. He's just little,
0: making little trinkets and stuff. Out he, of copper
1: wire. Yeah, he's
0: a very broken person. Obviously, he has eyes ripped out. He's very twitchy Why and the nervous. Person he
1: works to for. Yeah, yeah, it's terrifying.
0: He calls Caleb, and he's like, "Hey, they got Kay. He's gonna get interrogated." She comes up with a great plan. Mama, when she hears this, hacked the mainframe, killed the people who work there. Lock the place down. Put it in war mode. Put it in war mode. I love that this dude calls it a router. I didn't notice that. Not a router. Somebody called it a router. Caleb goes, "Routers in place." Oh no. Yeah, it's a router. But good guess there, guy. Um, this is where Dom Hall. You get the Dom Hall difference because he calls the uh, like defense people, and he's like, "Hey, we're ready to do a defense test." And they go, "What defense test?" He's like, "God damn it, sector! I put the request in three times." My uh, supervisor's breathing down my neck. He tricks them into locking down peach trees and putting them in war mode.
1: It's so cool how it happens, too. Uh, they're walking Kay out the front door.
0: Well, I, I do. I, we forget what. There's one part I love. When they're in the elevator, Anderson oh, gets yeah. a vision. She's like, hey, he's going to move for your gun. And Dredd goes, yep. Is that a one line? Well, well the next one is for sure. And then it shows her doing like her like, psych again. She goes, he changed his mind. And then Dredd says, yep. And that's the double. Yeah, the double. So yeah. Uh huh. They go downstairs. They see the dude who has not moved. The, the homeless is man is still there, and he's like, "You up five years ISO cubes?" And then, as soon as he tries to get up, crushed by the fucking defense door. Oh god! It comes down so fast. Ooh. Everything else is so slow. That door's fast. That door is like a
1: boom, boom, drop,
0: yep. like a ton of bricks. Uh we see his blood literally. You would have splatter thought there would have been a floor. little bit of
1: warning and the judges could have just ran under before it closed. No, nope. 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 it literally just like Boom. The this scene's really cool though. Red light fills the entire peach trees. Yep.
0: Uh lockdown's complete. We get some great exterior shots where everything's getting closed down. And then Mama, I love this. She grabs the microphone and then just sits on the ground with the microphone
1: and is like, Hey Can I? Yeah, you can do it. Okay. She wants these judges sit tight or run. Makes no difference. You're mine.
0: Oh yeah, and she's like, "Anybody, if you're if you're with us, you go kill him. If you help the judges in any way, I'll kill you and your next generation."
1: Oh god, that's just the, most stay the terrifying fuck thing. Fuck out of the
0: way until the shooting stops. She'll
1: kill you and your next generation.
0: Yeah. Fuck. They're like, "All right, I guess we're fighting these clan members." They put on a breathing apparatus. drugs like, "Hey, Kay, advise you to hold your breath." Pops this green smoke, and then he just casually, right here, this is where it starts. Wipes out five dudes. Just biz oh, gas, boom, yeah. boom, boom, boom,
1: boom. Uh, I love that because you have another fast action scene here and they've changed it from slow motion to now this really bright green gas. Yeah, it's
0: very stylistic in the way that they decide to frame it with this gas that's coming out. We see a dope piece of technology. It's the programmable grenades mm-hmm. where Dredd takes a little ball and he's like, stun grenade. And then it becomes stun grenade. He... I love how he just delicately he's, just rolls, rolls it in there. And then he talks to a loudspeaker, and he's like, you have 20 seconds to comply. And this dude, I mean, he makes a good point. He's like, like there's 10 of us. There's two of you. Yeah. I'll give you five seconds. And then Dread, another line, thanks for the heads up. Burst through. <laughs> then this this lights through up like it's the neighbor's house in Christmas vacation. And then just blasts the fuck out of the, and then another stylistic shot because the, you're yeah.
1: blinded by the stun light. You have these strobes basically going yeah. off. It's basically you had three vast battles that happened, but all of them very different stylistically. It was really refreshing to see that. I really like that. Here's and Anderson's first test because there's one dude who's bleeding profusely
0: out of his mouth and Dredd's like, "What are you doing?" He threatened a dra- he threatened to judge execution and she just.
1: Pooh, you you kind of saw it in her eyes, though she she didn't necessarily want to. There was this is where the morality clause kind of popped up in her head. Morality clause, like we
0: we were just discussing the baseball Hall of Fame. Oh
1: god, (laughs) let me just say this podcast.
0: Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens, and Pete Rose should be in the fucking Baseball Hall of Fame. But shout out to Big Poppy, David Ortiz, us Red Sox fans. We got what we wanted. First ballot, Hall of Famer, hell yeah. But Barry Bonds, all oh, you motherfuckers, should have been in the Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame is bullshit. And seven-time Cy Young winner, Roger, Roger Clemens. Clemens.
1: And Pete Rose. And Pete Rose. Love Pete yeah.
0: Rose. Okay, but anywho, you can see her morality clause is there. and She's definitely remorseful about it. Dread goes up to the med bay. And this confused me because later we see at the med bay is on one of the lower floors. It's 25.
1: Right, but when the judges come in,
0: yep. that guy's right there in another med bay. Yeah, So he, I'm
1: confused on where he's technically at. I think he knew the door opened and came down. He might have his own elevator to the okay. first floor.
0: That's what I'm saying. That confused me a little bit. But anywho, so they go to the med bay. The guy who helped them earlier with the bodies is like, hey, I gotta be neutral. And then Dredd's like, you literally just picked a side by being neutral.
1: Yeah, but he doesn't want to die, and he doesn't want his next kin to die. Yeah, I do uh, uh, And he said it earlier... You know how often we get a judge up in peach trees?
0: Yeah, so he kind of knows. Dread's like, fuck it, switch your gun to silencer mode, which it does, it just pops out of silencer Yeah, we need to conserve ammunition. There's more shots of peach trees, and dudes are running around, judges are sneaking, making their way upstairs, walking slow. Here we go, bites inbound. Da-da-da-da-da. <laughs> this whole movie, yeah. <laughs> thought about that, I was watching it, but that works. Um, <laughs> hell yeah, I wrote that down. <laughs> Hell yeah, a song. You're not writing songs. <laughs> yeah. We could do a whole movie about that. Um uh, <laughs> That's a banger. It's a banger, dude. Uh <laughs> they hide themselves next to a door. Anderson uses her fucking psychic powers to trick a tenant and to a him in, and then they basically hold her hostage, like, hey, help us get out of here. She tells him that there's a broken elevator that is only broken unless you hit a floor above seventy five.
1: Which it's dumb, I'm just gonna say this early. They only went to 75. 76! No, they. I think they went up the stairs to 76. It's so fucking stupid. Oh, yeah, yeah. They that, could have gone to 200. They could have literally went right to Mama. But they're fine. So, Anyways. <laughs> anyway. Um, she's really nice. She is.
0: But then she's like, I just don't want you hurting my family. And we look at a picture. And we see that Anderson literally just murdered her husband. <laughs>
1: yep. Uh, baby daddy, husband, whatever. Whatever it is. The execution shot. Yep was her husband yeah this is where i think there's a padded
0: scene right here because Dredd is just staring menacingly and went on the elevator and then we cut to a weird cg shot of mama just staring out a window and caleb's just talking about the drug rise of slow-mo for literally no reason we then see our little tech boy who who literally doesn't have a name fills mama in about all the damage the judges have done we get our first peek at my favorite character in the background, there is knockoff, off-brand Benicio Del Toro. It is a guy who looks just like Benicio Del Toro, but if he was off-brand. Like, if you were to buy Mountain Dew, if it was from Meyer, or if it was from Walmart, where it's like- Moon Mist? Yeah, yeah it's like, it's not really Mountain Dew, but it is. This dude- Vago Moon Mist. He looks like Benicio Del Toro. But they couldn't afford Benicio Del Toro. <laughs> so in this movie, that's what he's called. It's we, South African We movie have literally called him that every time he watches because he looks just like him. He's just sitting back there. Mama's basically tracking them. And yeah, like you just said, instead of the judges who could take this elevator literally to the top floor,
1: they decided to go to floor 76. And Mama's like, lock him there. It locks him into the quadrants. Which is weird. Which the quadrants get locked down. There's four sides and basically have a north, a west, a south, and an east quadrant. Yes.
0: Um, to each floor. Dred's plan is like, hey, I'll defend by the elevator. If you get cornered, don't get taken alive. There's one kind of common trend through this where it's like every time Kay is alone with Anderson, he just makes sexual threats.
1: Mm-hmm. And I
0: don't need it. I think he's just trying to get in her head in a way. It's it's unnecessary. because it he even says like, if I want to freak out, I can do it this way. And then she punched him in the face and says like, hey, what are you thinking about now? We see Mama and her because of her being really strong. Yeah, she's yeah, she's a really strong character. I do like her a lot. And again, yeah, it should be like Dread and Pal, <laughs> Dread, and, Dread pal. and Co,
1: Dread and Pal, yeah, working together. Because
0: Dread Anderson, this is a little too. Fighting
1: fun. their way up
0: the mega block together. Another song. Okay, I like it. So we literally see that Mama is setting up the largest chain gun I have ever seen.
1: Three of them. And she has like fucking canisters of ammo. And this is like super ammo. It Oh yeah. It shreds it ch- the concrete. Yeah. And which so, you have to know is reinforced concrete well, for a building this tall. Here's a cheers because Dred's trying to be
0: stealthy, Mama sees him and Dred just goes Shit. Yep. And this then, is the
1: first time in the movie. We actually see dread concerned. Well, I'd be concerned because this gun, like you just said, rips through this fucking concrete. Not de- just a little bit. Destroys either. the walls. It goes through 10, 20 layers of foot-thick concrete. Yeah. Blowing shit up, murdering people,
0: bullets are flying. Uh, the sound of this gun is amazing. It's just like this like, high-powered engine almost. Um, they took
1: the sound from the A-10 Warthog um the avenger cannon from that which is literally called the tank buster they took that sound for those cannons it's it is fucking amazing nuts. it um, is scary and i would want to be nowhere near that No, it fucking rips through these walls he's running i love the close up of the casings coming out of the gun where yeah. it's like pff, pff, you uh, see the glow in mama's eyes when she takes over you yeah. see the, the barrel glow oh Dredge is sprinting, going like, get down! Get uh, behind the elevator shaft, because that's obviously the most reinforced area in the entire building. Uh, there's a really funny moment where we cut back to our little
0: tech boy, and he's watching all the security cameras just go out. Oh, I did see that. And he's yeah, like, you he's see, like, what? <laughs> it really just, Mama has no concern for the people that live here. Well, we already know that. She doesn't give a shit about the I mean, people, really. She's selling drugs to people to kill them. It's fine. Yeah. So, Dredge sees a glimmer of hope when there's light coming through the brick wall, and he's like high X, and then blows a hole through the wall, and then Chekhov's skate ramp is there. Deus X Skate
1: Ramp. I like how you called it Chekhov's. Because yeah, because we saw this it is is to come back. This is the luckiest thing in the entire movie. This is maybe the one flaw takes me I out of have it. in the movie is that they jump through a hole in the wall and they maybe fall three feet. set. No, they fall a little bit because Kate falls right out of his face. Yeah, Kate falls straight out of his mouth. Like six or seven feet and they're on the skate park now. Here's my question though. He had to have known it was there. Because if not,
0: th- you're either saying death by falling, falling to the ground seventy five floors or getting shot by this gun.
1: Yeah.
0: Or unless he has like a parachute.
1: Which they don't.
0: Yeah, so I don't know what the- yeah, so it just it's there thankfully. We go back and we see the entire seventy six floor is literally riddled with bullet holes. Yep. There's fire, smoke, buys everywhere. Mama's like, hey Caleb, go look for the judges. And They're not dead till we see their bodies. Yeah. Dredd is literally like, I'll call for backup since I'm outside. He calls her back up, he's like, Hey, we gotta go
1: back inside. I really like right before that, Anderson looks out over the city. And a, you it's see, it's a pretty shot. You see in her face though, that, oh god, this is just my first day. And you look out the way she's looking, and there's five or six more mega blocks what? right there in her view. This is a normal day in the life, and then you cut to Dread. He's making that call in like this is just normal everyday operating procedure for him.
0: You kind of become cold to the world, and you yeah. just kind of
1: it's just kind of whatever. Six percent. You, you she,
0: he's like pick whatever you want. Like didn't even look into what crime was. It's like all right, whatever, whatever you pick, yeah. we're good. But, yeah, Dred's like, hey, we gotta go back in there because if they find us, we're cornered and we're screwed. There's an amazing shot here where Dredd is literally stalking
1: all of Mama's people through the fire. I think you don't even see it, so we don't even know how many he killed, but he killed everybody. Oh, we hear
0: gunfire, gunfire, gunfire. Mama's looking. And then he just fucking sprit. We hear Caleb being like, no, 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 no. And then Dredd just fucking yeets his body. As Mama watches. Yeah, and there is no Deus X skate ramp for Caleb. Nope. He falls straight to the ground. We watch him fall. He's not on slow-mo either. No, he's not on slow-mo. And <laughs> it might I, be better, actually. that's probably better. Uh, and there's a bass because the music just ramps up. This like industrial music. And then Dredd just turns around and walks back into the fire. Yep. And now... Dred's pissed. And it's time to interrogate Kay. I mean, he's so
1: mad. You know, he doesn't understand why this person just killed a thousand people. Yeah. She just shredded a thousand people, basically.
0: Yep. And he says that. He's like, hey, there's something you clearly know. Because if we killed you, we literally could have left Petrie's with no problem. But the fact that you're alive and the fact that she's trying so hard to kill us and kill you before you can speak means you know something. Yep. This is another weird sequence where Anderson's like, hey, I'm psychic. I'll figure it out. He
1: doesn't have to talk.
0: Yeah, we get more just weird threats by Kay. Anderson's like, no, we're in your head, but I can control myself. She freaks him out. Uh, Bites his dick off. Yeah, well, and that's Mama. And then basically the mind games between the two eventually find out that Mama produces all the slow-mo for the Mega City. She's a massive kingpin. And Dred's like, all right, well, that's enough to sentence him to death, so let's go. Um, yeah, they
1: don't just execute him here.
0: No, and that's what's dumb to me. I,
1: I didn't like that. I feel like you got enough there to execute him.
0: And also, you don't even need the drug kingpin shit to bust Mama because she literally just committed
1: homicide. You can kill every one of her her generals, you know, basically her top people. You know he's one of her top people. Yeah. You can uh, kill them all without any. that's what he did? I heard generals all named.
0: That was it. Kay, Caleb. Caleb. She's really just straightforward. She she has bad memory. Called the drugs. <laughs> we then see the techies being held hostage by a knife, and the judges come that he called backup on.
1: Oh, that is the most disconcerting image to me in the entire movie. For some reason, that little claw hook knife in like, his belly yeah. button. It gives me the shivers every time I see it. Literally in his belly button, as. She's telling him to tell these judges to, you know, fuck off. The
0: techie guy's basically like, hey, we had a fire on 76
1: and we can't really open the, the doors. The doors are malfunctioning. We can't let you in to come give backup to the judges that are under fire. And he's like, all right, well, open it when you can. Which I think is hilarious. I'm going to slap you with an obstruction charge if you don't get it open as quickly as you can. But they only sent two judges to back up two judges.
0: Yeah, not a great plan.
1: I do think it's so sad that the techie dude
0: starts to cry after Mama leaves. He is clearly a victim. Mental... There. Yeah, he's mentally just broken at a this point.
1: Stockholm Syndrome up the ass. Yeah.
0: Dredd and Anderson come up with a plan. She's like, hey, we should defend and hide. Dredd's like, no. She's guilty. Let's attack. And then Anderson's like, did I say the wrong answer? And now there's one line He goes, well, you're the psychic. Yep. Good one, Dredd. So we go upstairs and we see that two teens with these guns are hunting them. And they're like scared and bummed. They're like, why do we have to find the judges? Dredd is checking out the building schematics, and the teens come up to him, and they say, freeze! And what's his response? What? Yeah. And they're like, hey, if you don't, we're going to kill you. How are you going to kill me with safety on? Look at the gun. And then, they, and then he immediately pulls his gun, and he's like, all right, boys, body bags or juve cubes makes no difference to me. Um,
1: but obviously it did. Yeah, It
0: did. Because he was really kind about it. And like, that's This where you can kind of see that his morality is like a little bit different. Where he isn't so cut and dry. Because right here, Kay escapes and he uses his handcuffs to take Anderson hostage. Dred does a roll as the guys are shooting at him. And he says, stun. And he changes the gun to a stun gun. And he shoots the kids with the stun gun so they just fall unharmed. Yeah. So you can see that he clearly doesn't want to just murder everybody it's just he understands like it's just a victim of circumstance for these kids. Kay takes Anderson to the elevator and is like, Hey, you're so fucked. And Dred is pissed because he sees the elevator and goes straight to two hundred and realizes that he could skip about fifteen minutes of this movie. Yep. Anderson is up in Mama's like den and obviously again more threats to her. And Mama's like, You're not doing shit to this woman. If you Got caught, you know the drill. You either kill the judge or kill yourself. Thank God again she down any sort of threats against Anderson. She's like, you know what? We're gonna shoot her. We're gonna shoot Judge Dredd.
1: It's gonna, gonna be a bust gone wrong. Yeah, one We're on put level... him
0: back at level 25. And one at 30. Yep. Yep. Techie comes in It's like, Mama, Dredd is back on the comms, and we see Anderson get taken away, and we get
1: the best, the best, fucking best thing.
0: speech in this movie. <laughs> The shots are great because we're panning around from mama to him in the booth to peach trees. And he's like, Inhabitants of peach trees. And he basically just gives them a whole ultimatum. And then we got to grab our cans because he says,
1: Mama's not the law. I am the law.
0: Cheers. The best line of the movie. Yep. Then says, Almost
1: Batman esque.
0: Yeah. And then he <laughs> says, And as for you, mama, judgment time. Another, yep, hundred percent, yeah. And here is the weirdest background character in the entire fucking movie. So the techies like, hey, if we let him speak, we'll be able to track him. So they track him while he's doing his big monologue. Yep. And then, out of fucking nowhere, this random dude with the worst wig I have (laughs) ever seen.
1: (laughs) I brought that up with you earlier. Pops
0: out in front of camera frame.
1: What is this choice? It's, I I have no idea. It's so bad. It looks like a dollar store Halloween wig. It's not even like combed. No. It's so sporadic. And it's so shiny. It's plastic.
0: It looks so fake. It looks like Andre 3000 from the Hey Ya video where he has like the long straightened black hair. But this dude forgot that you needed to have a good wig. And need to be straight Because it's so fucking, like, chunky and weird. It looks
1: horrible. And shiny in the worst, worst way. And it's not just like, okay. But he's the main character in this part of the scene. I was just saying. He's not a background character. I could forgive it if he's somebody in the background and they're just dressing him up and he's not always in focus. He's the main guy. He's the main guy in this. Something makes me wonder, what kind of shortcuts did they actually do for the other people behind the scene here? Right. Like, the other people not in focus. I don't know. But it's not (laughs) like we saw...
0: Like, a group of people in, like, a hair salon, and he didn't get his hair finished, or he was in the Peachtree's wig store. Like, he just <laughs> maybe, comes out. Maybe all wigs are this bad in this future. Maybe. I don't know. But they come up to Dred, they shoot the booth, and they go, oh, he's not in here, it's someone else. And this is a guy Dredd strung up in there. Yeah, and then, what is Dred's plan? He's on the floor above. Yep.
1: What does he choose now? Incendiary and he fucking shoots this flare white phosph it's a white phosphorus if anybody has ever seen that it's a white phosphorus um looking shot through the air that just smokes everybody it just it
0: turns everybody to smoke cuz it lights them a fucking blaze yep it's napalm
1: it, yep and
0: everybody's dead the music here is insane it's just like broom, broom, and he's just staring the best shot in the movie is right here where you just see the flames in his visor. He's just staring at the floor below. Yeah. Kay's like, how the fuck are we going to stop this guy? And Mama
1: thinks of the easiest plan in the world. Call 911. As you would. And uh, who does 911 call? 911 calls four judges.
0: Yeah. They kick the other two out. It's hilarious because they're like, hey what's going on why are you guys standing here with your dicks out the judge
1: is under fire there's a judge is under fire call here why are you guys standing out here with your dicks out
0: and they're like uh well uh the, the... door is broken and the one guy goes up and goes open and the door is open they lex, walk in lex lex, yeah, lex, is, lex the is the head main... of this group there's four lex chan kaplan and alvarez We'll talk about them and all in a bit but they're four judges they're corrupt they're literally walking in they're like, hey, we'll just say there's a, a drug bust gone wrong. The, and they're literally just saying Mama's plan. Then the fucking medic runs out and is like, I'll spill the beans on everything. And they're like, you promise? He's like, yeah. Are you
1: willing to testify to this? Yes.
0: Boom, shoot him dead. Yep. Immediately right there. They
1: go visit Mama. And yeah, how did they get from level one to 200 so quickly? Apparently express elevator i uh, no one else
0: can get up the elevator i have no idea it's They so knew weird. the secret yeah they go to mama and they're like hey it cost a million dollars to kill dread she's like what and he's like do you know who this judge is i do one million the leader lex is like you got the rookie dead or alive and mama's like alive he's like the her dead uh we then go back to dread and uh he takes up two more guys and we see his gun ammo low wow again padding there's just a lot of just him
1: walking around yep. and then he runs into his first judge chan well i think he was trying to make his way up and so you know he's been killing people use the fucking up. elevator yeah. we've seen the elevator he he likes to work
0: for it apparently so yeah the first judge of the corrupt judges Loving is there up. yeah chan's <laughs> there and he's like oh cool chan's like hey don't worry Four of us are here. We're going to take care of you. And then Dredd's like, two. And he's like, what? Which well, this
1: confused me, too? And then he's like, there are two of us. Two Why didn't judges sh- were called in under fire. Why haven't you mentioned the other one? And then immediately, red flag,
0: Chan's like, he found out, he found out. Yeah. And then Dredd, uh starts fighting him. Chan,
1: like, starts choking. He's like, choke on it, Dredd. Dredd shoots him in the foot. And then what does Dred do? Crushes his windpipe in the most graphic way possible. But then has a dope ass one liner where he says, "Choke on that." Yep. As you would.
0: Two other drudges, Lex and Alvarez, are walking around. They find Chan, and it's a great overhead shot of his body just falling, face first. Looks like he's kind of
1: alive and like walking towards him, and just collapses.
0: Yeah. We go back and see that Kay is now just fucking with Anderson. Mm -hmm. He's talking shit. He's like, i always wanted to hold one of these guns. Uh, (laughs) sorry you're not cut out for this. Any last words, bitch? She says,
1: I was gonna ask you that. Bitch. Yep.
0: And uh, what happens to uh, what happens to Kay here? Well, this
1: gun is very much like Blade Sword in the way that when he goes to use it, the ID check fails, and his hand is gone. The gun explodes in his hand. Blows the fuck out of his hand. And then what happens? She cry kicks him. Uh, snaps okay, his neck. Snaps his neck, just kicks him right in the fucking face, and his head twists halfway around his neck.
0: Yeah. She goes around killing all these other guards. One dude's head,
1: she fucking- Oh my th- god, she grabs his AK and just puts it in his chin and blows his head to fuck kingdom come.
0: And we literally watch it happen. The Judge Kaplan, she's like,
1: "Hey, I'll find her and I'll kill her because she won't see it coming. I see her first, I shoot her. She sees me first, she hesitates." She hesitates, I shoot her.
0: Okay, so we're going to quickly jump to that part. Jump to that part. Kaplan finds uh Anderson's and like, "Hey, I'm here to save you." We get 1 second
1: of Anderson doing her psychic Shoots her in the face. Yep. <laughs> well, Anderson saw her first.
0: Yeah, it's just, it's just so yep. funny.
1: Um, <laughs> we gotta back a little bit because we get the
0: most fucking badass fight scene. Partly, yeah, and I, I love Lex's little speech here. Dreads in the slow mo factory where he finds where they're
1: producing it all. Yep.
0: There is one funny shot where the camera's panning around to all the people making the slow mo, and one girl just right in front of the camera just takes off her mask, like, "Oh, it's my time to shine. I'm in front of the camera." And takes her face out and gets a face shot right in the camera, <laughs> but yeah, Dread kills two more clan members and then Lex and Alvarez meet Dread there, and yeah. uh, Dread's like, "What's the price to kill a drudge?" And then here's like Le- four ways. Dread though says, "No, three ways." Now, all right, we just took a quick shot break because I don't know, we just did one, I guess. Um, okay, why not? Why not? <laughs> because so the scene coming up requires. One. Yeah, the scene requires it. Lex just gives an amazing monologue here. I'll let you take it.
1: It's a fucking meat grinder. People go in one end, meat comes out the other. All we do is turn the handle.
0: And that is a cue for a judge fight Because we have Judge Dread versus Judge Alvarez versus Judge Lex.
1: Should Lex also get a one liner for that? Yeah, we'll I feel like or we or should show, yeah. give him one. That's an amazing line. Yeah. Also, it really brings that cannibalism thing back mm-hmm. home. Actually, very true.
0: Judge is cornered and he's being shot, and he's just yelling at as gun all the types of ammo that we've heard. He's like rapid fire, tindery, armor piercing, and then zooms in and he goes high axe. The gun loads. He spins out and then just fucking blows Alvarez's head
1: clean oh, off. God, he just goes
0: fuck all all over the wall. One of my favorite line deliveries. Lex just goes, motherfucker! <laughs> <laughs> and then Dredd just screams, two-way split!
1: Well, and then Lex says, I'd be scared if you hadn't just run out of bullets. And Dredge is hiding behind a wall, and Lex calls out armor-piercing. Just shoots the wall across. I mean, smart plan. I mean, really is, especially with, you know, the armor that Dredd is wearing. That's what's gonna go through the wall, and his armor.
0: Yeah, and he goes... Boom! 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 And then just gut shot. To One Dred. of them just
1: gut shots him right through the fucking kidney or liver. Yeah. I mean it's it's brutal. It does not look good for Dread.
0: Oh, and then Dread just slips
1: le- down the wall.
0: Yeah, blood trail behind him. Lex comes around, and Dread just goes wait. And this is my favorite dumb part of this movie.
1: He, le- he literally got Lex to monologue exactly because he goes <laughs> wait,
0: and then Lex goes wait, you, Judge Dread. THE Judge Dread, Wait for what? Wait for your last moment? Wait for you to realize your sorry life that it wasn't... And he just goes on this fucking monolog pathetic? Well, yeah. And then Dredd goes, no. Anderson
1: comes back, shoots Lex, kills Well, you kills don't see Ellie Anderson at this no. point. You just see we hear bullets Lex get boom, boom, boom. shot the fuck up and fall to the ground. And Dredd is like, no, wait for her to shoot you. Which is the <laughs> dumbest fucking... I am not drinking that line.
0: That is my least favorite because <laughs> he should have just said no wait for that yeah. that's it horrible line delivery we do get a really cool shot though where dread is like i gotta dress my wounds and he gets like this like futuristic stapler that fucking stitches his wounds together well, it
1: ought- okay so he puts a staple in but then they all ought- like after he puts them all in they cinch shut yeah and he has this wound um, foam that he puts in before that that like either cauterizes or like stops the bleeding the hemorrhaging yeah. it's really cool
0: so they gear up they're about to go on their finale he finally shows approval to Anderson because he's like you ready
1: because you look ready and this is a callback to earlier before the drug bus scene where he says are you ready and she says uh-huh and he's, he's like just, you, you don't look-, look ready earlier at the drug bust, and now he says you look ready like, you look ready
0: yeah um They march in the tech room. They find the techie hiding. He's like, "No, no, no, don't no, kill me! Don't kill me! He, I'll give you the door combination." Anderson's like, "I don't need your fucking help to get the door combination." Yep. Then we get all the flashbacks from him being tortured. She's like, "Hey, I'll let him go." This is a scene that I really—he's like. a victim.
1: She says
0: He's a well, victim. this is the great part because Dread could immediately just shoot him. He goes, "Why'd you let the felon go?" That's not just a fail; that's a crime. And then she, as a judge, still runs through and she's like, "Hey, look, I lost my weapon. Automatic fail." I'm not passing that test. I don't have to be a psychic to know that. He's a victim, not a perp. But until I end this test, I'm still a judge and I can make judgment and that's just what I did. And what I like is he and then she goes, let's finish this. And he smirks because he understands that that was a test for her. Yep.
1: And he didn't shoot him.
0: Yeah, exactly. Because he knew what the answer was. Yep. This whole movie was great is that he is
1: testing her. Yep. And he's letting her take the lead. Can we talk about the score in this next scene too? Oh, it's great. They're just going corner to corner, clearing the halls. Yeah. And the score for this is so upbeat and badass.
0: It's done by Paul Leonard Morgan. I want to give him a shout out. because also, It's really fantastic. It
1: is. And the piece here, this piece of music, is called Judge, Jury, and Executioner. Dope-ass piece of music. Yep. Um, and I just want to say, let's pour one out
0: for our homies, because we see, they get in the chamber and start clearing house... Mama puts a little thing on her wrist, and then when she puts her hands up, knockoff Benicio Del Toro gets killed. Oh, that was him. Mm-hmm. Yep. RIP to knockoff Benicio Del Toro. In this period, though, Anderson gets shot in the stomach. She falls, and then Mama's like, hey, do you see this jewelry on my wrist? I only have to say that line six fucking times. It's not <laughs> jewelry. you want to do it again? No, we're in it now. Uh, it's transmitter. And what's this
1: transmitting to? Uh, The entire top floor is rigged with high explosives. If my heart stops beating, they go off and take out the top 50 floors, taking the rest of the building with it.
0: Yeah, and I love it. She's like, hey, I'm a fucking drug kingpin. I know i get busted one day. Comes with the territory. I've got insurance. Exactly, and it's so great. And she's like, Dredd, there's no way out. And I love, he's like, hey, this is not a negotiation. Your sentence is death. And he just shoots her straight in the gut. Gut gut shot.
1: The worst way to get shot. Exactly.
0: So she falls in her bed. She's bleeding out. This. Okay. If this movie is too violent and crazy for you, this is the greatest scene that redeems it all. Because this is one of my favorite scenes in movie history. It's also beautiful in a really, really cool way. I love how this is shot. So he grabs her, and then we're in. We're in Anderson's face, and she's bleeding out. Yep. And in the background, we watch this. He, like, drags Mama and struggles with her to get her to the window. He slams her against the glass. Yeah, he's like, hey, we're a kilometer above ground. What's
1: the range on that? So do you think it'll transmit through 50 meters of concrete? He also is gra- His scowl here is excellent. Yes. He grabs a the, slow-mo inhaler. The amount he can just emote from his lower half of his face... So Carl good. Urban is a god. He has so much emotion with just yeah. his mouth and jaw and his chin. Yeah, his chin and the mouth god. is great.
0: But he says, yeah, could it get through 100 floors of concrete? How about 200? And then he puts the slow-mo to her mouth, yep. makes her take a hit. He says, I wrote it down. He goes, Citizen Mama, your crimes are multiple homicide in the manufacture and distribution of narcotics. How do you plead And the coolest (sighs) shot of this movie, we watch as smoke billows out of her mouth, and then immediate
1: cut to slow-mo shot, where the camera is distorted. And it gets all bright, it goes into her mouth, and right after that, what does he say?
0: Defense noted. Cheers.
1: (laughs) Oh, so good. Hey, she's defending it, what does he do? Pushes her right through the plate glass window. Fucking yeets
0: her out of this window. And she slow-mo falls. Hans Gruber on acid. Yep. Fucking flies out of this window. Beautiful.
1: A smart Sparkle. Like the glass is just shimmering as she falls through it. There's smoke from the floor that she fucked up that she falls through. It is visceral. It is beautiful. It is... She doesn't look sad as she falls. This is acceptable to her. Again, her suffering is about to end.
0: And again, she said, too, it comes with the territory. If she gets it. She understands she would be busted. He just bested her. And so she turns around and literally just free fall plummets. I love the shot where you see Dredd's hand. Like he's in slow mo he's just staring out the window. Uh, and, and his then, hand just slowly uh, falls. But that's the normal speed if you think about it. Let's just say. But what's crazy here is she goes over the floor seventy-six. There's a dude still on fire walking around from the incendiary round. He's been alive for like 30 minutes. Burning alive. It was Wig Guy. Wig guy has some. It was Wig Guy. He has some The Wig the Wig (laughs) kept the power of the flame away from him. Yep. So very similar to Die Hard again. We cut to
1: full speed and she is flying down this uh, 200 floors. Just hold on real quick. I just want to give a shout out to the practical filming of this. Yeah. They created a 40 foot angled rig on a 30 foot tower for this scene. They put that phantom high speed camera on this angled rig from this window. They dropped it back at full speed on this angled track. This 45 degree angled track when dread pushed her off of this ledge on a wire rig that was all filmed at full speed with this slow-mo camera it is an amazing Excellent. shot that was done practically and so well you have to really give a shout out to the visual effects supervisors on this that really came up with it uh, michael elson and john tom uh, thumb uh, both tom of thumb. them tom thumb not- No, John Tompkins. Tompkins. Tompkins, yep, yep. But both of them worked on a lot of movies together, but, you know, some of them, you know, The Matrix, Casino Royale, Watchmen, Batman Begins, Quantum of Solace, Superman Returns, you know, there were Oscar-winning roles in this and Oscar nominations from these guys before they got to this movie. It was just some of the visual effects that they pulled through this movie were really great. And I think some of these were really well executed.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the slow-mo shots, the action sequences, everything all put together is beautifully done. And when you're making an action movie like this, you have to have sequences like that that are really captivating to the eyes. And I think they do a fantastic job. Like we said earlier, there are so many action sequences. If it was just gunfire and explosions, it would get very boring very fast. And the fact that the first three that we see, technically the first four are all stylistically different is very interesting so i do love that but how can we do the math to figure out how long it took for her to fall from 200 floors to ground zero i
1: mean we can use you know gravity 9.8 meters per second um and we can calculate how long it took she's still falling at 0.01 percent yeah speed yep so we can say that we have 200 floors um at we know her weight we don't know her but that doesn't that doesn't actually matter because i really love the fact that they kept physics so real with this that the glass that she shattered through hits the ground at the same time she does mass does not matter in this instance
0: okay so how do we do this then let's do this math here for the listener this is all going to get cut except for
1: this moment right here we're doing math for you divided by 60 seconds So, yeah, we're talking like 10, 11 minutes. All right, so. It would would feel like 11 minutes to her. All
0: right, so, we've calculated it out. With her hitting that slow-mo, this is what this podcast does. Mama, from floor 200 to when her face
1: amazingly free fall. 2,000 feet.
0: Smacks 2,000 feet against the
1: concrete, and her face explodes because the camera is not first person, but ground first it's like the if you have to uh, explain it to somebody it is like the floor is made of glass and you are sitting below yep. it and you watch her fall into the glass and collapse into it yeah and her face explodes it, it fractures kind of down the center it looks in like a weird axe. way yep and then you watch the blood pool out but not in a really gross way in a really kind of, artistic yeah. slow motion way it it's not bad no and
0: that whole fall from her top to bottom took approximately 12 minutes in her mind.
1: It, it would have felt like 12 minutes.
0: Which is yep. insane. Thank yep.
1: you, Slow Mo.
0: Uh, and we get one more badass line as we cut back up to Dredd.
1: And Dredd just stares and says, yeah. Which is insane because we watched the transmitter that's on her arm. Finally go off. Peachtree's
0: opens back up. There's judges and medics outside. The chief comes over, and is like, "Hey, how'd she do?" And Anderson hands over her badge, and is like, "Hey, yeah, I didn't do the assessment." Yeah. Uh, dreads like, "She passed." We cut to a just t- a typical like,
1: "We'll wrap up this movie." Oh wait, we're we're missing a one-liner. What's the one-liner? Here? The one-liner is when the chief asks him, "How'd she do? Did she pass?" He says, "Yeah." Yeah. And she's like, "I knew she would." What happened here? Drug bust. Drug bust. Perps were uncooperative. Yep, yeah, and there it is. I want. I mean, perps were uncooperative. It's just. It, it's just another day in the life of Dread. This is what you feel like he's going through on a day to day basis. And that's really
0: what I wish. And that's the end of Dread. Dread ends. We had some badass action movie mu- yep. music at the end. Uh, credits roll and. Oh, they do the whole pan out scene again. Yeah. It's really cool. I yep. wish this movie would have a sequel or would have a series because it's such an interesting world to look at yep. that I wish they would explore it a little bit more. Carl Urban's fantastic. I love the character of Anderson, uh, Olivia Thirlby. It'd be so interesting to see a sequel to this movie where you'd be able to see either Anderson's career or Dread mm-hmm. or other mega blocks or whatever – and it's kind of a bummer that we haven't had that because again this movie didn't do well in the box office
1: yeah. it's kind of got a cult following but i would we, call this a cult classic almost at this point
0: yeah it's definitely in that cult status um similar to like big lebowski fight club things like that those movies definitely have way more status yeah um but similarly to those ironically if you don't know this already listener those movies bombed at the box office um literal critical and box office fails
1: this movie didn't Fail in the critic realm. No, no, which is really weird. The critics liked this movie. Yeah, because again, when you market it like
0: crap, and nobody will watch
1: it, it. right? And the critics go, they go, hey, it's actually pretty good. If nobody knows a movie is coming out, and another movie, like I'm just gonna throw one out, like Toy Story 2 is coming out, people aren't gonna go see this. If
0: a film shits in the woods, do critics hear it? That's what we're discussing here. Yeah, the people do not. No, they don't. That was Dread 3D. <laughs> this was my birthday episode. And I want to personally thank Mike for being here for your birthday episode. We're going to do one more cheers. Yep. Um, thank you so much, sir. Um. It's been a while since you've been on the pod. Eh, not really. You were Home Alone really. 3. Here.
1: I was here for Home Alone 3 in December. You've kind of become more frequent, which is good. Yes. Thank you for having me on for a good movie.
0: Yes. Finally.
1: One. I, I need to thank you, by the way. I was able to do my homework and watch a movie that I love every day for an entire week. That's, okay, so when people talk to me about
0: this podcast, one, you're welcome. What I think is hilarious is that they're always like, oh, man, you have to watch a lot of movies. I'm like, okay, yeah, but my homework is I get to watch a lot of movies. Like, granted, it takes me probably about twice the time to watch Dread. I have to pause it, take notes, because I have to write the framework. Yeah, you can take the casual notes and write the right notes down. I have to write like a little plot synopsis. It, it's similar to like Harry that's Potter. Great. I have to watch all eight Harry Potter films and take notes. And that's so much, right? But again, at the end of the day, I got to watch eight pretty good movies. Yeah,
1: and like even if they're bad movies, two of I them can, are from the same book that's don't get me fucking started on Dark- <laughs> Deathly Hallows part one can go eat a bag i feel like they just slowed that movie down just to don't even movies. get it. everybody if you listen here, you can you can just go in with liz
0: on that e- yeah don't even get me started <laughs> uh fuck Deathly Hallows part one spoiler if you haven't listened to that harry potter episode i hate that movie but yeah like it's so much fun just watch movies and that's my homework so i appreciate you coming on here thank you dread has always been a movie for me that is a comfort movie where I can just put it on, laugh, watch, relax. I do own it on Blu-ray, part of my massive collection of Blu-rays. You now I need to get that 4K version. I do now, definitely. Have um, you seen the
1: Steelbook for that? No, but it I love Steelbooks. It is amazing, and Ooh. the only way you're going to get it now is on eBay.
0: Well, that's fine. I buy a last of stuff, eBay. Say your piece, and then we're going to wrap this puppy up.
1: Uh, thanks for having me. Happy birthday, bro.
0: Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. Please watch a movie for my sake, whatever it is. Go buy something physical media. And buy it and think of me for my birthday. Follow us on Instagram. Listen to us on all the stations that you can think of. We are now on Apple Podcasts. But if you could, if you could, thank you. I know that's actually a big deal. Apple Podcasts is very hard to get on. So I'm proud that we're finally on that. But if you could go on Spotify and when you click on the direct to audio podcast, Mike's doing it right now, you can rate the podcast. I would appreciate a 5 star Actually, rating. I, didn't know I could
1: I didn't know I could do that on Spotify. No one knows that anymore. See, yes. See on on my front, you can see direct yes, audio direct is audio. right there under Animal of, the of the State. S- <laughs> I'm proud to be underneath that album. Um where where do I rate this? Can at you, the top. Can you
0: show at the at the top, you should be able to click on see no rating. Oh, I see that. Click on that. And you should be able to rate it. Yep, and I it, can give it 5 stars. As I was going to say, I would appreciate five stars. Spotify doesn't make that easy. I, it does not make it easy. But please rate it the number of stars you think this podcast is. I hope you don't think it's anything less it's than It's five free.
1: stars, everybody. You. you need to rate this podcast five stars.
0: I don't get any sort of mo- money from this podcast. I want to say that right now. I've never made a dime off this podcast. And I don't want to. I, I mean, this... I, can,
1: I can see that. Yeah. Look at all right. these Funko Pops. But I,
0: but I honestly, I genuinely do this podcast just for my own entertainment and to talk to my friends about movies. So I just, it would mean a lot to me if you could go rate the podcast wherever you'd like and we can get a decent rating on Spotify. That's it. But follow us on Instagram. Give us that rating on Spotify. Watch Dread. And as always, y'all know the drill. Be kind. And please rewind. Intro song from YouTube Audio Library by DJ Williams. Audio recordings by Clean Feed, logo created by David Lucas, purring by Storm.